Earthy Girls is a mother-daughter duo who love the planet and all things green. Raquel is a Dallas-based florist, while Rebecca is a lifelong gardener and artist. Together, they co-create beautiful gift boxes with recycled florals, paper, and wax. Together, they are the Earthy Girls. Hey, Raquel. Hey, Mom. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. It's been a good week. I've been uh, relaxing after a busy Valentine's week and just getting my life back together after, you know, such a busy work week. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. I know you were working so hard and I'm glad I got to spend a little time with you in in the flower barn last week. That was fun. Yeah. Thanks for coming out. Okay. Well, did you get a chance to listen to last week's podcast with Peter and Mark? I did. It was so great. And I'm so impressed with them. I I was a little overwhelmed because Mm -hmm. they were talking out of my comfort zone. You know, you guys got into some physics and I'm such a biology girl that, you know, I was trying to keep up, but it definitely is very encouraging to hear how easy it is to hook up to your own solar system at home. And I'm actually very inspired and trying to do that now on my flower barn to try to get some electricity because we've had, we've lost power here on a really bad windstorms. We lose power mm-hmm. and I don't even have a generator. So I need to get a generator or some solar panels and just try to produce some of our own electricity out here and be, be a little off the grid. You know, you guys are so cool and (laughs) off the grid in Michigan. And Peter sounds like he's almost off the grid too. So I love that. Well, he's, he's really got it down. He, he, like he's, like he said, he was just kind of curious and it was a natural evolution of him being an earthy guy. And he started small, you know, just powering his cell phone and a small lamp at night. And then now he's got, you know, a dedicated system for his EV, which to me is incredible. So he really is, uh, you know, marching forward and, you know, he's got a wind turbine. I'm not sure how that's working out yet. Uh, but that's the next step for us as well. Uh, up north is definitely getting uh, a wind turbine since there's very windy days up there. So we'll uh, we'll have that backup system uh, one day soon, I hope. Okay, well, I'm glad you listened and I'm glad you learned. And I tried to simplify it um, when I was writing the show, but I felt it was important to talk about, you know, those words, amps, volts, watts, and how to convert that. And then the rapid table calculator. It's a wonderful tool. Literally, you don't have to do any of the math. And then I put some links in there. Um, uh, I'm going to go back, actually. I found some uh, kits, and I ran them past Mark, and I ran them past Peter yesterday, and they were both like, wow, those are good, yes. So I'm going to go back and add that kit link. So <laughs> if somebody is really inspired, they can, they can you know, click on that and start doing some research. Easy peasy. <laughs> okay, Raquel, what did you do for the planet last week? Well, I was in the shop. I was in flower mm-hmm. mode. So I was trying my hardest to be as eco-friendly and just conscious and intentional. I was in the shop for Valentine's Day last week. So I told you that I had switched from plastic card holders to bamboo card holders. So I felt like that was such a big improvement on my you know, my plastic, my single-use plastic consumption and my mm-hmm. waste. And then we did lots of recycling. You were actually there witnessing witnessing us in action breaking Mm -hmm. down all of those boxes so I mean 
I'm not just here talking the talk on the show. I'm walking the walk as well. You know, so if you come to the shop anytime, you're going to see us. We hold on to recycled boxes until we can first re- we repurpose them we reuse them to deliver Mm -hmm. flowers and then we break them down once we no longer can use them and take them and haul them off to recycle and of course we have a recycle here in the shop so anybody that brings them water bottles although I do have a large you know water gallon for everybody to fill up their individual reusable water Mm -hmm. containers so we don't have to use all those plastic single-use water bottles so we did a lot of recycling. We did a, the composting. Your One of your jobs was hydrangea. So you composted those hydrangea leaves, which was great. Mm-hmm. So we did composting, flattening of the boxes to recycle. We watered all of our plants with the leftover water from the flowers. So, you know, we're not putting that water ever back into the sink. It's going right out into my yard and watering the plants, watering the trees. Even though we don't have a lot of flowers to water right now, you gave me that great a piece of advice to water your trees. So I've been taking mm-hmm. that and watering my figs and some of the, I see some blooms starting to come out on the trees. I know spring is, you know, just right around the corner. So it is using, you know, all the water that we can. And even this week, you know, after a busy wedding week or a busy, you know, delivery week, I still have to go into the shop and clean up after that. So mm-hmm. that's what I've been doing this week is just composting as much as I can using that leftover water, recycling the water, And then just being intentional about our deliveries. So instead of just going all over town and not really having a plan, I sat down with the team. I said, okay, you're going to go to this zone. We'll deliver over there. And, you know, just made sure that we Mm -hmm. minimized our trips as much as possible to reduce that carbon footprint. So I'm trying so hard in an industry that is incredibly wasteful. And I know that, you know, that's not something that I don't think about on the daily. So I'm always trying to you know, rework the system here in the shop and try to figure out how we can be more earth conscious and eco-friendly. So what about you, mom? What'd you do? Well done, Raquel. Yes. And I did see you in action. So I do know you're, you are walking the talk. Um, (laughs) Well, I mentioned, um, you know, about my little carrot tops, but I also, you know, uh, like you said, Monday was Valentine's day. So uh, Mark and I treated ourselves to dinner and we went to a place that's uh, less than two miles from our home, had a wonderful steak dinner. Uh, I only ate half of it and the next day I had it and it was just wonderful. So I got two meals out of my steak um, and I was savoring every bite and just really, you know, being intentional when I, when I tasted it and I thought, you know, this is not something that I do very often anymore. And part of that The main part is, you know, the environment. Um, Meat uh, produces a lot of methane, so animal products. So your your mom is extremely intentional about that. And then I challenged myself to do, um, you know, go one day a week without meat. But I stretched it to two yesterday. So I went two days without any meat uh, cause I figured, well, I had that big steak on Monday and Tuesday. So, you know, I can do this and it is a change in diet, you know, so it was very intentional. I did get a small little headache. I noticed, uh, because I was just eating vegetables and I was eating very few, I mean, very few bites, uh, to see what I could do with myself. And I thought, okay, I'm glad I'm doing this. Um, it's not so much for nutrition for me. It really is about, you know, those choices that I, make what I put in my mouth is, you know, what goes into the air as well. So I'm, I'm really, well, we talked about reduce a mm-hmm. So I feel like yeah. you're, you're living that right now, that reduce life. 
I am, I am, I'm reducing and reducing and hopefully it'll, you know, show on my figure. So that'll be, <laughs> that'll be the byproduct that, you know, that's never a bad thing. So anyway, Raquel, I'm super excited because we have our first early <clears throat> couple and uh, these guys have been friends of yours for a long time. And I'm just so grateful that they're going to give us their time today. So without further ado, let's introduce Lindsay Van Meter and George Tinker. Hey, Hi, y'all. Hey. <laughs> Thanks so much for having us today. Oh, we my God. We're so excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you, guys, because this is, you know, this is a labor of love. This is a passion project, and everybody that comes on this show brings something to the listener. So, and, you know, we do have an international audience, guys, so no pressure. y'all have been doing an incredible job with this and um it's been really cool to watch rocky and i've been friends since high school so it's been really cool to see uh this take off we're really honored to be here oh you're so sweet okay so we have a couple of questions and i'm gonna let raquel run with it because she really you know she brought y'all guys to the podcast and uh raquel take it away Yes. So when we were, you know, originally thinking about who we wanted to have on the show and to have some guests, we've had some earthy girls and some earthy guys and people who are just living their daily lives to help the planet. You guys popped into my mind immediately. And I've always just been so impressed with y'all as a couple and then as parents. So I want to know what are y'all doing in your daily lives to, you know, be an earthy couple to help the planet? How sweet is she? (laughs) (laughs) So nice. Thank you. Thanks, Raquel. Um, Well, that's a great question. Um, I I mean, I think probably everybody on on the on the uh, podcast and and most of the people listening can agree that any one person's efforts are are um, are really important. But there's so much to do. So so we we still we focus on what we uh, what we do at the house um, because we get to see what we do at the house um, in our daily lives, and it's a good reminder. Of, of how we get to actually contribute so we don't get overwhelmed at the you know the big stuff but uh, mm-hmm. I mean the list is, is 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 pretty straightforward we compost so any extra food that we have scraps and things like that we want to put back into the the garden so we don't have to buy fertilizer we don't have to use extra bags for that things like that uh, we do a worm farm so we keep little worms and use the castings and it's a small little bit of a project but the girls like it and uh, oh, i love that <laughs> yeah it's been cool we, we collect water from the roof in our water barrels and that's mm-hmm. what we use for our trees um, and that way we don't have to worry you know if there's anything coming down in the rainwater, it's going straight to the trees uh, and then uh, mm-hmm. we also do a vegetable garden and uh, we grow CBD and we have fruit trees. So those are, I mean, that's kind of the, um, the outdoors, like what do we do at our house? Uh, and then we also have some habits that we try to tend to. Um, for the girls, for the most part with clothes, you know, all the moms out there, I'm sure, fast kids grow. So we try to buy consignment or use hand-me-downs as often as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely love using Poshmark. I sell and buy on Poshmark. So instead of perpetuating to the fast fashion cycle, I try to mm-hmm. just recycle clothes as often as possible. And that's also really economical. And you can find cute, unique stuff that way too. Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily we live really close to the kids school and our youngest is now an all day kindergarten. So this year was, um, well, when they've been in school, (laughs) it's been hit or miss, but when they go to school, it's been great because we can walk to and from school. So a lot of these things are just like our day. They're not, um, above and 
beyond hard to do. They're just part of our daily habits that we all enjoy. And it, it actually is not hard. It's enjoyable, like walking to and from school or um, buying consignment clothes. Little things like whenever the girls are done bathing, like none of us blow dry our hair. We always bathe in the evening and braid our hair at night. It's just become mm-hmm. like a ritual and we enjoy it. Um, so, I mean, I think enjoying some of the things too, instead of it feeling like a chore, it's enjoyable. I think that's probably my big takeaway. I love that. I, I really do because I, that is something that I do too as well, Lindsay. I do uh, wash my hair in the evening and I will either braid it or I will tie it up on the top of my head uh, in a little scrunchie. And that's <laughs> something, and, and I used to love blow drying my hair. I mean, I love it, but that's something that I really have been intentional about. So it's good to hear that you're teaching that to your young, your young daughters. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, and another one, they love their water bottles. We obviously do reusable water bottles. That's been a pretty good habit for us. Um, but they really enjoy making them their own unique expressions. They'll get stickers from various places and embellish their water bottles. And that is like part of their accessory. So One, one broke the other day and Lila was like bummed out about it. Yeah. Oh, this is a good sign. Yeah. She keeps up with them and they go until, mm-hmm. I mean, she's had that one for, I feel like, ye- like over a year now. Mm-hmm. And she's just, you know, she's got one or two that she uses and that one finally bit the dust. And I just thought <laughs> how many plastic water bottles were we able to prevent because of her effort to keep up with this and and really take it all the way to where it just couldn't hold up anymore and that type of behavior is the type of thing we want the girls um to just feel naturally not that we're like hey this is what we should do now like this is just how that process is kind of developing with you know with them as they as they grow and learn and start to to do this stuff on their own and you know the funny thing is is that i can remember there were no water bottles uh, you know, people didn't walk around with a plastic water bottle, uh, like it was an accessory, like you, you were talking about embellishing it. But so these behaviors can be unlearned. I mean, there was a whole generation that grew up, you know, fully expecting to have a water bottle with ev- wherever they went. But there's other generations where that just wasn't, you know, no one did that. So well, y'all, sure. y'all, yeah, y'all are, uh, you know, y'all are unlearning that habit with your children. Aww. Well, and that's a big get and, and unlearning it ourselves and hopefully creating a situation where the girls just uh, that, that part doesn't really exist in their in their world. Yeah. Well, you lead by example and 100 percent, you know, mom, you've told stories, you know, I've heard dad say the same thing. We just picked up a hose and drink out of the hose. There were no water bottles. And then <laughs> and then everybody loved the idea of having a water bottle because it was convenient and you could have water whenever you wanted. But then, you know, we heard how many water bottles we were throwing in the trash and all that single use plastic. And that breaks our heart, you know. And, you know, now it's same thing with my kids. They want their little water bottle that is reusable and we can fill it up. And in our house, we don't buy water bottles. We don't buy the plastic water bottles. And it's just something that's become a part of us. And now our kids know and they they take their water bottle and fill it up wherever we can, you know, at the gym, at school. So it just becomes, like you said, guys, just part of your life and just something that you do and that your kids get to see you do that. And they stay hydrated. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That is because. I did read, I told mom the other day, I read an article, 90% of kids are dehydrated. So mm. yes, keep your oh kids hydrated. <laughs> I think we all are, we all contend to be a little dehydrated. So George and Lindsay, y'all guys are just blowing my mind, but I hear y'all have solar panels on your roof. Tell me about that. Sure. Well, this was something that Lindsay and I had 
um, talked about for quite some time um, and, and learned about and finally decided to, to pull the trigger on in 2017. So we, uh, we shopped around and, and looked at options and went with a group that we were very confident with. Um, and, and what we wound up doing is, uh, is you know, the, the panels go on the south or west side of a house, the south, mm-hmm. uh, considering where we are on the planet. And we, we did the math on what we had used in terms of, um, we've got notes around here somewhere where they go. <laughs> oh, here they are. Uh, it, j- just our kilowatt hours per month, kind of what we should expect. Summers are mm-hmm. obviously going to be a little higher. Uh, and then we, as we did the math, we, um, we, we did the arrangement on our roof that would cover the, the amount that we used. And uh, in the winter, we produce a little bit more than we use. Um, and currently in the summer, uh, it, we still use a little bit more than we produce. Um, and all that to say that we, we actually tie into the grid still. So it's not like the solar panels just um, tie directly into our house. That, that's, we have that ambition. But at the time, uh, that just wasn't an option um, for us. So we went ahead with the, with the grid tie-in, which means if the power goes out, we're still out. But the cool thing about all this is everything that we produce um, gets reduced off of our bill at the end of the month. So all we pay for now is uh, we, pay, we pay for the panels, but now we pay uh, for um, just the connection to the grid. Yes, yes, and, you're, you're really, yeah, you're, George, you're really <laughs> paying for the line. So you know, yeah, exactly, and that's what that's part of the reason we want to to look at uh, moving over to batteries in the house uh, for the solar array. Um, and that way we're able to store the extra power that we um, that we create over the over the winter and even into the spring for, for the majority of the spring it's, it's pretty much even we actually do produce a little bit more and that way in the summer that small little marginal bit that goes over um, there's always you know you guys know how it is there's always little things we can do to tighten up the, mm-hmm. the electricity use at our house and so we would go that route but the but the the point um, we're going to have enough in the batteries at any given point to run the house for about four or five days, even if there were no, no light or sun energy from that point. So um, we're really happy with it. Uh, they've been zero, I mean, very low maintenance. I'll go up and uh, onto the roof and kind of make sure in the spring that after all the pollen has settled, I'll kind of wash that off and make sure they're, mm-hmm. they're in good shape, but they haven't caused us any issues. They've, they've been very consistent in the production of energy and I'm just thrilled to live in Texas and walk out in the summer and feel that energy on my body and, and know yeah. that we are actually harnessing, you know, a very small section of where that's in the earth and using that uh, to kind of offset some of the other options like carbon or, um, or, or any other things. Yes. Like that. And you started out just like we, we talked about in last week's podcast. That's the first thing that someone has to do is know your needs, mm-hmm. you know, know your Watts. And you did that, you know, you, you, gathered up all the information and the intel, figured out what your needs are going to be, and then you could plan and then build uh, sure. your system. And yes, the the batteries uh, to bank the power, they can be very costly, especially right. if you're buying a good, a good one. So it's, you know, I'm glad that you've got the panels up there. And I was hoping, <clears throat> I was hoping to hear that when, uh, if the power grid went down that you, you guys had something, you know, but now I know, you know, it's a learning curve, you know? Sure. Now, yeah. So well done on that, guys. Well, every month we offset about five tons of carbon. Wow. Which is really cool. So it's like it's like 14 trees being planted out there. Oh, Woo-hoo, that's amazing, guys. 
And I'm not, I don't have any solar yet, but after listening to the show last week and just knowing y'all and being encouraged by y'all too, I'm definitely looking into it. Mom, you sent me a link that had pretty much everything you needed to start your own, you know, solar panel system at home. So I'm thinking of not pulling it from my house, but doing it on my barn. I have my little floral studio barn. That would be great because guess what? When the power went out last week, I lost power in my barn and right. it was working in the dark in there. It was pretty cold. In the cold. <laughs> well, you know, I, I do have to take a step back and, uh, and clarify my numbers. We do about, uh, about five tons per year, not per month. Lindsay, Lindsay glared at me. When I, <laughs> when I our offset. Sorry about that. You know what? That's okay. Because Raquel has <laughs> corrected me a lot. Um, there's oh, a lot good. of science. And so, well, I also just want to say real quick about the solar panels and being a couple, um, because I am very honored to be the first couple on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I think it's difficult as a couple to be on the same page with things that are major decisions. And the solar panels were a major decision for our family. And I, of course, thought it was a good idea ideologically. But <laughs> whenever George was ready to pull the trigger on it, I was a little bit gun shy, like this is expensive and I don't know if this is going to be the best choice for us right now. And so just if any listener out there feels that way, I just kind of want to be the voice there of I get that I felt that way. So part of what we did to make it work for both of us was price check it. There's many, there are many Mm -hmm. companies out there that will do it. So having multiple bids made me feel better, more educated, more empowered and informed about our decision. And then also there was a tax credit at the time. There's currently one now that helps offset it. When you do your taxes, you get a lot back the first year you put it on and mm-hmm. that helped. And then also I thought about it. It's roughly the cost of a car and both of our cars at this time were paid off and we made the decision to not upgrade our vehicles. So we looked at it as a car payment and that was what helped me kind of jump on board and we paid it off. So now they're paid off in full. And it gives me a lot of peace of mind from a financial perspective to think it through. And for us, we thought of it as a car payment. So maybe that would help somebody out there. Yeah, that's, that is, that's very, and and Mark and I do go back and forth about that because uh, I want to put them on the roof and he's not ready to put them on the roof yet. Mm -hmm. Um, So he has them propped up against the wall, which to me, I don't like the way that looks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't like the way that looks. And I'm like, hide that. I don't want to see. (laughs) That's a true story. That's a true story. And up North, whatever he wants to do, because, you know, there is, you know, we have no electricity if we don't have our solar up. So, Uh, but he does have, and, and I, I, I would suggest this for anyone. I mean, anyone listening. And I'm really surprised that more people don't have some kind of a small generator in their garage with some stored gasoline that's labeled just in the off chance because uh, it, it really bother, it really boggles my mind that people don't realize that, you know what, this is going to happen a lot. It's going to happen a lot and it's going to you know, happen for longer. So, yeah. Hint, hint, Raquel, generator. <laughs> I know. I'm picking myself because when we, well, we didn't lose power last year during the big storm. So I thought when we got snow this year, we were going to be fine. Well, it didn't, you know, we lost power and we were working in the barn and we were working by candlelight. So 
it definitely was a huge <laughs> reminder. Okay, that is on my list. And now I can look, you know, and price out, like you said, Lindsay, going back and forth mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. because it is when you are married and you are a couple, it's not just your way. It's, exactly. you know, you guys have to compromise and you have to make decisions together. And, you know, we had Tyler on the show, our earthy girl, and, you know, she was talking about how not always is, is your partner interested in saving the planet like you know we are (laughs) and so little by little you know you plant the seed and you lead by example and it you know for me it started with buying organic milk something as simple as that you know but my Mm -hmm. husband and my children they love milk and for me I was like okay well we need to make sure that it's going to be the best for our bodies and it just started with buying organic milk and now here we are talking about putting solar panels on our roof so it's just really it's planting a seed and leading by example and you may say you know maybe you are earthy girl or earthy guy out there and your partner doesn't feel the same way you don't have to be banging your head on the wall you know with these decisions just kind of like you said do your research get some bids do some small things around your house. You plant that seed. And before you know it, you don't know where that's going to take off and how you're going to inspire them. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Right. Oh, my gosh. Just get them a bamboo toothbrush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a baby step. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. And from then, buy them a bamboo hairbrush. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes. Uh, one of my friends, y'all guys will laugh. Uh, she's uh, sent comments to us on the podcast and she's a part of our earthy girl Facebook. Uh, she sent me, uh, some, uh, coffee cups that bamboo coffee cups that you can buy off the shelf to go. So, um, I thought, yeah, those were, I was just very impressed with that, but, you know, going back to like y'all talked about, you know, the, the example starting, you know, your generation, you know, y'all are millennials. What, you know, a lot of the millennials just, you know, really aren't on, aren't on board with saving the planets, you know, a lot more like say the Gen Zers, you know, that younger generation, they seem to be a little bit more motivated. Why do you think that is? I, I don't know exactly why that is because that's not been our experience. Right. Um, Partially because we're just not as exposed to Gen Zers. I don't, I don't really have we don't really have Gen Zers in our immediate circle. So for us, this is, we're surrounded by millennials and our parents and we're all kind of on the same page. So I I can't speak to as to why that is. I don't know enough about it, Mm -hmm. but I will say, I think um, in terms of other millennials who in our group who um, aren't as earth conscious, I think being positive about it definitely goes a long way. Mm -hmm. Um, Having a positive tone, an attitude about it. You know, I think about it and I, I told Raquel this the first time I heard y'all's podcast. I really love how um, y'all just tie it in and make it inspirational and not mm-hmm. condescending. Mm-hmm. Because in the same way that someone who's religious and wants to bring someone into their religious beliefs, it's not going to be effective if you use a bunch of fear and shame, if that's your goal. And same with being environmental, you know, environmentalists. So I think yeah. um, having handmade gifts and local gifts and things that are positive, but walk in the walk, that goes a long way. Yes. And, you know, Raquel and I kind of go back and forth with that because, you know, I'm the OG earthy girl. And, you know, <laughs> my I always get a little, just a little, fl- not frustrated or flustered, but 
I just kind of wonder why, you know, when well, I you're see also it. emotional. And I think that, you know, we, we <laughs> no, did, no, no, we... well, no. Hey, I was going to say, I don't <laughs> understand when I see trash cans by the lake, there's like four trash cans, two are recyclable, two are trash. And yet when I walk down by the lake, there is a ton of trash. What I was going to say is it's right there in front of you. Why can't you just walk your trash and put it in the trash can? Why does it have to be on the shores of a lake that is our drinking water? That's what mm-hmm. I was going to say. Is, well, is- uh, yeah, I think we all agree on that. And then to kind mm-hmm. of the question about the generational gaps between, um, you know, efforts and things like that, it, it goes, I, I, I look at it as a, from a little bit different perspective as well. If we zoom out just from um, you know, the, the generations we're talking about, the, the modern living generations, these problems really started with the Industrial Revolution and from mm-hmm. then to now it has gotten worse. You know, there've been all the way up to water bottles. I mean, you, uh, you were talking about, um, being kids and, and, and drinking out of the, uh, out of the hose. And we did the same thing. So the introduction <laughs> of water bottles is still like a really new, but very devastating thing. And so generations past, you know, they're, they're, you know, untouched on this. And then that, mm-hmm. that even goes to, to the generation before, um, you know, uh, millennials or, or even Gen Xers is, is that you guys started to kind of realize that was a problem and that's to be commended. Yes. Our generation that's- could never ignore that there was a problem. And so the generations after us will live with the um, with the uh, approach towards progress. And I think maybe if, if there is any sort of, of lag for millennials, which, which again, I, I haven't, I haven't seen personally, I feel like there's a lot of millennials paving the way for how things are going to be fixed for lack of a better way to put it there are a lot of millennials at the forefront of that but uh there's also you know we we kind of were the first generation to have to confront um some of the the problems at hand and we were at a young age when that happened and there is some some dread to that so we we kind of carry this dread that i don't think other generations have necessarily Mm -hmm. been keen Mm -hmm. to and as we pass the torch to the next generations, I think we're passing the solutions and less dread. So hopefully we'll be able to see, you know, more progress as, as things uh, as things keep unfolding. George, I love that. I never consider that the dread. But for you guys, because I I hear the alarm. You know, I told Rock Markel makes fun because I say it's code red for the planet. Right, right. <laughs> oh, my gosh, like, y'all. She'll send me texts at like midnight. Code red. Look at this. <laughs> in thailand right now and i'm like mom i'm just trying to sleep but yeah the dread it's it's real and i think that if we can be (laughs) it's real y'all she is so becca we want to introduce you to cbd for your anxiety oh yeah yes for my anxiety of that i think about my grandchildren you know i think about that movie uh the book of eli and i don't know if y'all seen that with denzel washington it's a wonderful movie. And, you know, they have to wear, they can't go outside very often. And when they do, they have to have these like huge special, you know, glass sunglasses and there's no water. And the whole thing is, you know, the people who have the water is so few. And he finds that this, he has this decrepit Gatorade bottle that's, you know, he has a little bit of water in it and he's walking along these dusty roads and, you know, he's got his little iPod and he's, you know, camped out and he's listening to Al Green and he sees a little rat and he's eating that, you know, that supper. And I think about that and I think, you know, 
my grandchildren. I, and I think about your children and I'm thinking, sure. what are we going to have left for them? And right. Anxiety rolls in hard. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. Understandable. I totally. Un- I feel the same way a lot. <laughs> well, I think that, you know, I've known Lindsay and George for so long. Lindsay and I have known each other since high school. And I really felt like we kind of connected even deeper in college. We realized we had some depth to, you know, to our own lives. And we really just kind of dove in in that deep friendship. But you really inspired me with those clothes swaps that you used Aww. to do. And I told mom about it and we we're going to host an earthy girl clothes swap and try to make it a big event. But oh, great. you know, it's things like that. Y'all we, you know, you and I, Lindsay, we've been earthy for a long time, but a lot of my friends now are encouraged and inspired and empowered to be earthy because they're moms. And they think the way that, you know, Becca is, she's the OG, she's the grandma, the earthy grandma. Now she's thinking about the generations to come. You may not be thinking about the planet when you're just rolling through life solo, right? But mm-hmm. once you get married and you have mm-hmm. a family and you're like, oh, wow, I want clean air. I want clean water. I don't want my kids, you know, to have asthma problems because of the pollution in the air. And, and what can I do to help that, you know, small steps every single day? So you guys are walking the walk and encouraging your children. And I think that's so important for the next generation, you know. Thank you. And also make sure we have the invite to that clothes swap because yes. that's going to be awesome. And you know, we don't do Facebook. So I want to make sure we get the invite to that because that'll be, that'll be awesome. So, so Lindsay, you mentioned the CBD and I, Raquel had told me that y'all guys have a family farm where you grow it. Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, sure. Um, this, I mean, it, this is all very new just from a, you know, in our lifetime, um, CBD is a form of cannabis and obviously there's a lot of stigma that comes with cannabis because of <laughs> marijuana. And, uh, and so, um, and, and people have different opinions. I mean, even on this, this call, there may be different opinions about, you know, the, the benefits of any kind of cannabis, but, um, what has changed over the last two years here in Texas, um, and, and realistically about the last four years in the United States is that hemp which is the, the, the specific plant that, that CBD flower uh, grows on, has become legal in the United States. And as a result, states have the opportunity to create a system um, whereby they can license folks like myself or, or anyone that's interested um, to, to grow the hemp. And it's got so many purposes. I mean, we can, we can go into that, but the, the broad strokes of how we got here um, are that Texas finally adopted our, the Texas plan according to those uh, federal guidelines. So in 2019, that's when, uh, that's when everything started in Texas in terms of, of approvals. And that means in 2020, um, we were able to actually uh, submit for a license to grow. And all that is possible because of the 2018 Farm Bill, uh, which is a, a federal bill that, that took hemp off of the, um, what is it? The restriction. The, yeah, the, the drug list, basically, Schedule One list. Now, well, well, and hemp is a type of cannabis plant with low THC. For those who don't know, THC mm-hmm. is what gets you high. It's the psychoactive, intoxicating part. Hemp with CBD has ex- low amounts of THC. Which is part of the, the obligation that I have is to only get varieties of hemp that are um, CBD heavy and, and practically no THC. And, uh, and, and so to, to give folks kind of an idea of, of what all that means to our bodies, um, we actually, humans and, and a lot of animals have endocannabinoid systems. So we're already uh, primed to receive the benefits of this plant 
Um, and uh, and and when the THC is activating those uh, cannabinoids in our or the endocannabinoid system, that's when people feel the intoxicated effect. The CBD goes uh, into a different kind of series of of uh, of feelings, and and it's going to re- reduce stress um, and anxiety, and that's because it kind of helps our our the the chemical process in our brains that are creating the stress. Uh, it just kind of helps to to relieve some of the friction happening there and, and that's the, the just big zoom out there are scientists that can that can mm-hmm. use all the 18 letter words to describe all this stuff but that's the broad strokes of, of how that works um, it can be smoked like like classic cannabis or uh, what we've done a lot is uh, is we'll put it in tea um, we make butter out of it so we can make cookies things like that um, and what I've done recently and have gotten really excited about are bath bombs and, uh, and, and and I know we talked uh, before we even started planning the uh, our, our getting to be guests on the podcast. And we talked about um, how to make bath bombs and what you guys have done with it. And I took a lot of the notes on that and um, and started kind of creating this new um, CBD infused bath bomb. And uh, and we love them. So to, to get that, that's the that's CBD in a nutshell, more or less. Um, but to get back to our story in January, we got approved. We got approved for the producer's license, and that meant that we could get a facility license. Then we got approved for that, and that meant we could get a permit to actually grow it. So once we got a few layers into the approvals and the licenses, mm-hmm. um, I got my approval to buy seeds. I bought them. I got my approval to plant and uh, and harvest. So I did that. It was very much a learning curve the first year. I just I really just wanted to understand how to go from seed to usage. Um, mm-hmm. The following year, when I renewed everything, that's when it really became uh, more of something that I could that I could manage and actually see the results. So I, I had taken a lot of notes, and um, so I did wind up harvesting about six pounds of CBD flour, and that's been used for uh, butters, cookies, teas. Um, it's been made into little pre rolls for people that do want to smoke it. It's been just sold as flour, and the but the big thing that I think yeah gummies we made, and then uh, but the thing that I think I like the most is the bath bomb. So we'll probably lean into that a little bit. All of this, you know, for our family is more or less um, just understanding this plant. It's got myriad benefits uh, from you can build homes out of it. You can make clothes out of it. You can eat yes. it. You can drink it. It's good for your body. Your body is responding in positive ways to the presence of, of uh, cannabinoids in your system. So um, we like all that. And that, you know, the, the, the broad look at uh, cannabis is that we think that it is a, a thing that is helpful to people that choose to use it. Um, and it's something that if scaled could be a real solution to a lot of the problems we mm-hmm. have from an environmental perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, it's renewable. You can make paper out of it. So you don't have to cut down the, the rainforest. Um, and then you can plant the entire same crop and have the exact same amount of fiber the next year. So you don't have to wait 50 or 60 years for old growth trees. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of this stuff is to some degree, a radical shift from where we are. But if somebody doesn't start learning about it and understanding it, um, then that will never happen. And since there's so much interest in this, we've been really excited to not just learn ourselves, but to see how other people have taken the new allowances as of 2018 and really come up with some very exciting progress in uh, in the fields that that are involved. And, and like I said, that's a that's a lot of different industries and a lot of different uses. So we like it. It's 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 an exciting plant. And you know. I listening to you, George, I'm so impressed uh, with everything that you've said. And, uh, you know, you really, you danced very delicately around the old stigma around marijuana. And, you mm-hmm. know, 
we uh, in Texas here, our fl- the guy who's been flying that flag forever, Willie Nelson. God bless him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we I also do. love Willie in our house. So. <laughs> we do. We love Willie. We love. Well, and, and despite the legality, which we are one hundred percent legal, and we've got the paperwork to back it, and I'm proud of that. But uh, that still doesn't take away that feeling in the back of my head when I'm driving with six pounds of cannabis in the car. <laughs> that's, that's just still, I mean, you can scan the QR code, you can call the, uh, you can look at the paperwork, it's all here, here's my license. But that doesn't change that feeling of, if I, I was just glad to not get pulled can, over. We'll can, I, can I jump in and share a quick story here? Is there time? I'll make, yeah. I'll make it brief. It's, it's a mom story on that note. So in May was our oldest birthday. And after covid this was a big deal it was like the first time we got to celebrate a birthday in over a year so we we got to do it outside but at this point in time in may early may we had i don't even remember how many plants i mean it was about 40 buckets and my buckets had two or three plants each in them a lot of cannabis <laughs> in our backyard <laughs> and yeah it was proud of it, so. it looked beautiful it was tended to manicured smells good looks good but i'm sitting here thinking okay do i tell the parents of these kids like hey this is cbd we're not doing anything illegal here do i not like i did not know as a mom how to address this with other people's kids now our kids it's very normalized for them it, the plants are when they're seeds they're in the house the kids are very much a part of the process it's like science for them mm-hmm. 100%. But, it's a botany yeah. lesson right there Exactly. They're into it. And they can tell you the benefits of CBD. Um, We just call it the medicine plant. Um, It helps. It also does help with neurological disorders. And we have um, close family members who suffer with that and it helps them. And it has no side effects, unlike a lot of um, the pharmacological drugs do. So (laughs) we're all on board and our kids are on board. But when it comes to other kids' parents and having no idea how these parents are going to react. I was like, Oh, what am I walking into here? So, <laughs> so I told George, I want to have literally big signs in our yard for a few reasons, but they're like big on display with security cameras that say no THC. You are being monitored, <laughs> legal permitted CBD yeah, plant. I mean, we treat it just like it's a facility in, uh, in any of the legal states where we let folks know this is legal. This has no THC and you're on film. So, you know, we, we wanted to formalize. For <laughs> That's the hilarious. Of, uh, of the other parents. And we did bring them over. Yeah, I mean, we told them all ahead of time and they came over and actually it went great. I mean, not knowing these parents at all, um, not knowing how it would go. My anxiety was pretty high, but at, by the end of it, it was a bonding thing for all of us. In fact, one of our daughter's friend's parents said, oh, we give our dog CBD. This is awesome to see what it looks like in plant form. Mm-hmm, and it was a mm-hmm. great conversation starter. Yes, that's 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 hilarious. But yeah, there, you know, there is there's still some of that stigma that's just it's that'll wash out with the generations. Uh, eventually it will. I know it will. But uh mm you're right to kind of feel a little bit because I think it's just the uneducate, you know, the, the uneducation of people that, that, you know, they're just, they don't know all the facts. They don't understand sure. how, mm-hmm. how, how wonderful this plant is. Mm-hmm. And I have bought hemp clothing, by the way, George, and I have, I love, um, I actually was buying a lot of 
uh, stuff in Fre- Fredericksburg when we would go down there. I would buy st- like hemp lotion or, and I would buy, C- <clears throat> yeah, I would buy CBD oil uh, at a little, uh, a little store there on main street that sold it. So yes, and it is very beneficial. So I'm very proud of y'all and that y'all guys can find ways to use that. And it is, it's got so many health benefits and I do, I do have that experience with the neurological. My aunt uh, actually has to take the CBD for extreme pain. Uh, and that oh, really helps. So sorry. Yeah, it is. I'm glad that she found it and that it's helping. There are so many benefits and especially for people who are suffering. I just, I have a lot of satisfaction knowing that this is an option for them because there are, as we all know, so many side effects with opioids and pain, um, you know, Parkinson's and epilepsy. Those are big ones too. And the drugs just have so many side effects that are really al- almost worse than the disease itself sometimes. Yes, I agree. That's why they have those disclaimers when they have all the commercials. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And you, you listen to that and you go, wow, I'm going to get diarrhea too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, here's your problem, but you're going you're gonna to have more problems. And you're y'all know, I mean, problems. I'm a botanist, like, I'm a florist. Plants to me have so much power. And mm-hmm. I, you know, part of being an earthy girl is informing and educating. So we're glad to have y'all on the show because we do, you know, we feel that knowledge is power. And the more you know, mm-hmm. the better you're going to be. And if you are in a, a place in your life where maybe you're taking a prescription pill for anxiety or stress or sleep or pain, you know, any of those things, pain you know, you potentially could be switching over to something that is natural, that doesn't have those uh, side effects, you know, and one of the things that I have stopped taking, my husband doesn't take either. So when we're in the house, if we have any pain, we don't take Tylenol, we don't take Advil. If somebody's at my house, and they need one of those, I'm literally scrounging for like a small little, you know, Mm -hmm. something at the bottom of my purse or something, one of those little sample packs, but Mm -hmm. I have CBD. So I've turned to that for headaches, for any kind of stress, for even sleep at night. If I take a little, you know, CBD drop at night, I feel like I'm so well, uh, feel so refreshed in the morning. I don't have any of that Mm -hmm. grogginess of not being able to sleep. And then also too, y'all, you know, for the ladies, period pain. So Mm -hmm. I've had some menstrual pain and decided I did not want to take any you know, over-the-counter prescription for that. Started doing a little CBD drop of my oil. I swear it works. So I am mm-hmm. a believer and I'm all about the power of plants. So mm-hmm. I'm so inspired by y'all because maybe, you know, one day I'll plant that seed of my own too, you know, so I'll yes. have to come over and see it. I'm, I'm interested to learn more from y'all. So well, George and Lindsay, will y'all ever be able to sell? Do y'all have to have a different permit to, to do that? Well, good question. So as you can imagine, there is a lot of, uh, of red tape to, to mm-hmm. make sure that everything is legal and, uh, and the people aren't growing something they're not supposed to grow and it has to be tested. So there's a lot of steps and, and we've done all those. Um, so what, what, <laughs> thank you for asking at, at this point, I've been selling things uh, more wholesale. So, um, the, the R and D where we've got bath bombs and we're trying the you know, the pre-rolls, the cookies, the teas, um, everything else, that's more or less just so we can kind of experiment for ourselves and see what we like the best. And, and I, I encourage anyone who's curious to, to go that route because everyone's, everyone's systems are going to respond differently uh, depending on size, weight, gender, you know, just all sorts of variables. So, so try something in small amounts and see what works. And, uh, and certainly you'll, 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 you'll recognize that, um, that there are some differences, but from a, from a sales perspective, um, I haven't made that a 
giant focus, um, uh, aside from a few, uh, like I said, some wholesale stuff, whereby they're taking the um, the flower thing. So um, mm-hmm. I don't know at, at this point if the folks that have bought it are doing more R&D and just figuring out what they want to do, but it's very new. So um, we do have a website. It's uh, originhemp.us, and it tells a little bit about it. Um, it's still in the early got some visions on how i would like to see everything play out but that's more or less just so so i can kind of uh, monitor like what what we've worked on and it, it's a website that just kind of shows you know what what we're about um, and then we also have our instagram account where i kind of show some pictures of the farms and some of the processing stuff and that's origin hempstagram so it's like origin hemp with uh like combined with instagram and, and origin is the name of of kind of the operation that we're just what our working name you know, um, and that comes from, you know, my background and my, my family's history uh, as, as natives. Um, it just this seemed like the type of, uh, of project that really connected a lot of those dots for me. Um, and, and from a cultural perspective, I, I, I started gravitating more towards what um, the Osage Indians, my, my family, have done for generations and, and years and years and years. And uh, and so that's where Origin came from. But the, the website, again, is OriginHemp.us. And anybody that's curious can check that out. And then um, we also have Origin Hempstagram. And that, that'll that be more to just kind of keep up with what's going on this season. We'll start putting stuff up. We'll be popping seeds for uh, 2022 here um, before the end of this month and, and have plants in the ground by, if the weather cooperates, by the end of March. So if you guys want to see kind of how that process goes, we'll, uh, we'll keep it updated. Yes. And Raquel, we'll put that in the show notes. Oh, great. Um, Thanks. Yeah. So definitely. Well, Raquel, is there anything else you want to say or ask that the the tinkers? Uh, one tinker, one van meter. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. Tinker, tinker van meter. Uh, I call them the van tinks. Yes, <laughs> a lot of people do. I think that's cute. I'm happy. I happily respond to Miss Tinker. That's an honor. In fact, George was being humble and modest, but yes, his family's Osage. And if y'all haven't, you Google Tinker in Oklahoma. It's kind of a big deal. So I'm Lindsay. Osage Reservation. <laughs> They're like practically royalty up there. Oh, no, Tinker, uh... Tinker Federal Credit Union, Tinker Air Force Base. They're kind of a big deal in Oklahoma. <laughs> okay, definitely gonna look that up. Yeah, so. Mom, George is a Native American, so yeah. share some of that. He, share some of that history is, with him. He is a card carrying Osage, and so are our girls. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're gonna follow you guys on Instagram. The Earthy mm-hmm. Girl Co. will follow you, and I definitely will as well. Yeah, so, likewise. Followbacks. <laughs> you guys y'all were awesome i mean really thank you so much for having us this was so much fun what it was so good talking with y'all such a nice conversation with y'all thank you yes Aww. thank you uh, you know for being our first earthy couple and really just like we said we're here to inform and encourage and inspire and, and empower so thank you guys for sharing all of your knowledge with us and just a little bit about your story and hopefully we can encourage the next earthy couple out there oh you're Yay. so welcome thank you thank, thank you anytime all right, Raquel, what do we, how we end the show? Go ahead, babe. Stay earthy. Stay earthy. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Arla Floral. We are a Dallas-based floral design company specializing in weddings, events, corporate parties, floral classes, and DIY tutorials. We'd love for you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and to visit our website at arlafloral.com.